nerds. This is the Pretty Nerds Podcast. Let's get into it. Now point your fingers up to the sky and pop through your nose way up high. Spin and dip and jump and gurport and finish it off with a laugh and snort. <laughs> Hi guys, welcome back to the Pretty Nerds Podcast. This is your girl, Fallon Deanne. And this is your girl, Nay. So how has everything been going? Pretty good. Not too bad. Um, I think I'm getting a cold. Ugh, I hate it. But this time of the year, sinuses be acting up. So mm-hmm. I gotta expect it. It happens at every year. So I just get used to it. But nonetheless, other than that, I've been pretty good. What about yourself? Um, I've been cool. Same thing. I think it's like making its rounds in our house the baby was sick then my husband got sick so now it's like come down to me so I'm trying to stop it but (laughs) (laughs) horrible yeah girl oh I just hate this time of year I'm just ready for the spring again can we bring the warm weather listen (laughs) it was like Friday was like a perfect day and then boom Saturday it's like my gosh, it is freezing outside. Oh, girl, we had tornadoes. So that was shitty. Like Saturday night, we had like tornadoes all fucking day. I mean, well, through the night. So, but at least I was safe. So I can't complain because I know in Kentucky, they were not. There was a lot of people who um, ended up dying. And I, I believe like a building collapsed and all kind of crazy stuff. So I'm just glad we were safe, um, that we weren't hit too hard. I mean, we had the winds and everything like that, but I think it like went over the top of us. So good things, nonetheless. Anywho, I guess we can, uh, let's jump into the hot topics for this week, yeah? Yes. All right, let's start. Let's start, I'm gonna get out, get the get the whole Jesse thing out of the way. So let's start there. Jesse Smollett was on trial. Um, if you guys remember, it happened a couple of years ago. He talked about um, he was a victim of a hate crime. Chicago initially was going to press charges saying he lied about it. Then the charges were dropped. Then a special prosecutor came back and they decided to go through with it. He was on trial. Trial lasted for a week whole bunch of crazy shit came out all in all he ended up being found guilty on five counts of faking the hate crime um his sentencing hasn't taken place yet there's a lot of people who you know people are falling every which way on it most people that i've talked about or that i've talked to or seen feel like he shouldn't get any jail time to it you know probation community service pay a fine, whatever. But there are some people who are leaving heavy saying that he should do jail time for it. What are your thoughts on the whole debacle? I mean, for me personally, I, I don't even understand the reason why it's even coming back up. Um, I definitely don't think it deserves jail time. And I'm not a comparison person, but we see all these people that do all of way more egregious things um, and they get out scott free i don't know i still feel like there's some truth to his story 
and, and as weird as it may be, like, I don't know. I still feel it's some truth to it. So, I mean, his lawyer has plans to appeal it. But I don't know. I just feel like, why were they hammering so much on this? Like, it, it's just weird for me. So, I don't I mean, I don't disagree with you in that because I feel like ultimately, unless he does go to jail, the results are going to come out the same. Because if you remember, when they dropped the charges, they said he was just going to pay. He agreed to pay like some money to them and do some community service. So ultimately, now it's going to come out the exact same fucking way. The only difference is y'all wasted a bunch of taxpayers' money to go to trial. My thing is, is that I'll be honest in that the stuff I saw from the trial, I was shocked that they got the conviction because there wasn't really any, they didn't really have no solid evidence. It was just like, it was more of a he say, she say. And I'm shocked in the criminal trial that they were able to, you know what I mean? That they were able to, where you need so much more burden of proof that they were able to get any type of conviction out of that. Because that tells me that, you have to give the prosecutor some credit in that they did, they must have did amazing in the jury selection because they had to have found a jury who just, and ultimately, regardless of what they heard, was just going to be like, nah, I believe this nigga's guilty and he needs, you know what I mean? Yeah. Um, and I, I feel like that's the only, because if you objectively, right, if you take yourself out of the, what we know or you know what we think about the situation if what they presented in court there was just too many holes in the prosecutor's story that they because people forget by the way that it's not the defense who has to prove that he committed the crime it's the prosecution's job and there was too many holes and not enough evidence in the prosecutor's story to prove that he did commit the crime you know what i mean that it was a hoax now, granted, you can have your say, you could say a lot of shit that he did didn't make sense, but so what? I mean, the 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 defense poked enough holes in the prosecutor's story or left enough questions that who could say with within reasonable doubt that he did or didn't do it? You know what I'm saying? I don't, you know, I can't I can't argue or say that maybe those brothers weren't trying to um extort him for money. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you can't, or you know, maybe the brother was ashamed. He was, you know, that he was going to come out when he was gay, so he was trying to extort him. I don't know, or that's you know, I who can say? There to me, there was too many holes in the story, especially from, like I said, from the things that we've seen about on criminal trials. I didn't think there was enough proof to get a conviction, but again, the jury is the jury. And they did get a conviction. I don't think, in my opinion, there's just, I don't think that he'll see jail time for this. I think ultimately it's going to end up the same way, like probation and a fine, which was essentially what he got before, community service and a fine. You know what I mean? Like that was essentially what he agreed to anyway. But so I don't, and I mean, and and, and the people were like, well, it's about the embarrassment. So now, he, but I mean, he was embarrassed before he was a joke you know what I mean people he was a yeah. joke before and people so I don't I don't know either way it goes I'm just like ugh, I hate that it, it had to be some black folks 
That's all. <laughs> that's what and they actually said that, that like it would not change anything they would you know he would still just have like the same he wouldn't serve any jail time so i'm like like you said like what's the point like i don't get it but okay yeah and there's just so in my opinion there's so much fucking other harsh mm-hmm. crimes that are occurring especially in chicago like why why waste their money on it that's what I understand. But you know, uh, be like y'all get like smash and grabs everything going on. Exactly. You ever worried about this? Exactly. <laughs> Anywho, um, so let's jump into good news. Meg the Stallion, <laughs> pun intended. Ha. Anyway, good news. Meg the Stallion did officially graduate from Texas Southern University. Congratulations to her. She got a degree in, I believe it's in health administration. Um, so good for her. Congratulations. I'm glad that she was able to finish it. So that's amazing. There's reports that she is going to open up a home for um, like a healthcare home, I guess, for maybe older people or something like that, where they're going to be taking care of people. And she plans to hire recent HBCU grads. So congratulations to her. Um, You know, you can have more than one dream. And it's amazing that she is showing that to folks. So congrats. Okay. Also, I guess we can jump into, let's jump into this Drake and Kanye free Larry Hoover concert or whatnot. So I didn't watch it. Um, I have my reasons. I don't. I don't support, I am all for justice reform, but I don't support the person that they're talking about freeing. So I didn't want to, even though it was available on Prime for free, I wasn't, I just wasn't putting my energy towards that situation. But what about your, what what are your thoughts on the whole thing? I definitely like agree even like I think it was a couple years ago like I saw a status that I was looking at where somebody and I don't know if it was Kanye too or somebody else where they went on like this whole free Larry Hoover and he shouldn't be in jail and again I think it's one of those things it's like y'all could push for so many other people to be released than him like it's one of those things like he did I want to say, oh, it was trumped up evidence. So he commit or have nobody murdered. Like, bro, this is like, unfortunately, like a hood legend. So like, let's just be honest. And like, I, I don't, I agree with you. Like, I don't support him being out. He shouldn't see the light of day. They don't care about, oh, he served 25 years already. Okay, we'll let him serve the rest of his time. Like he did it. No matter how much you want to look at it, he did. Right. And like I said, I like I fully support prison reform. I definitely it's one of those things where it's like two things can be true at the same time. I think that prison reform is a must. We know that in this country it's necessary. I also agree that maybe his sentencing was a set, uh, excessive six life terms. I mean, who the fuck is going to, you know what I mean? Like, who's going to live for six lifetimes? I also even agree maybe that the conditions at the 
max security prison that he is in may be terrible or are, are, are terrible. I'm not even going to say maybe. They are terrible. But at the same time, I, I just cannot get behind the idea of freeing someone who even like, even again, we know the CIA ain't shit. We know that. Um, you know, there's tons of evidence to support the CIA ain't shit. We know um, Ed, uh, J. Edgar Hoover was racist. Um, he consistently targeted Black people. Um, he destroyed a lot of Black people's lives. We know that. I fully, you know, again, I fully am on the wave of the CIA conspiracy that they were the ones who introduced crack into the Black community. All of those things can be true, but it does not neglect that Larry Hoover created, you know, one of the biggest plagues in the Black community being the gang that he is the founder of. And the, the ramifications of what he created is still being felt to this day. And regardless of whether people say if they trumped up charges on um, in order to get him in, the facts are, like you said, people know that he was behind, you know, having people killed. It's just a part of the life that he created. So I, I can't, who, I, I'm sorry, I just can't see campaigning for some, for a person like that to be free. Even if he has, you know, reformed his life or, or changed who he is, let him, let him speak from prison. Or let him, you know, speak to young men from prison in that way, set that type of example. But that don't mean that he deserves to, to walk the streets and be free. Not after all of the, the moms and dads and sisters and brothers and all of that who are sitting and have lost someone behind unnecessary gang violence. Not at all the little babies who have been killed and murdered in drive-bys behind unnecessary gang violence. Like, no. He helped create that. He he's a part of establishing that culture. He deserved to sit where he's sitting. I'm sorry. Right. And that's what I don't understand. Like, and it was like somebody that of course was arguing on like my Facebook status was like, well, um, he did his time. Well, no, he did. I'm like, he had a whole organization that that plagued the black community, that terrorized the black community. I don't care. It could have started out as good, which, okay, fine. But then I ended up like that. So in true capitalism, greed took over and that's, we are we right here now. So I'm like, it's not, I just, I don't know, I just feel like it's so many other people. Exactly. Like they ain't even gotta be completely one hundred percent innocent. But imagine how many black men are in jail for drug convictions, right? Like y'all could have took that money and like, and as a collective and say, okay, let's get out as many of these black or clear as many of their records as we possibly can from this concert. Him, like, no, no. Facts. <laughs> Where he is, like, he is in the right place. I just, yeah, no. Yeah, definitely, definitely. Again, but nonetheless, um, it was a big hoopla per usual. People, I think, honestly, people mostly tuned in because it was Drake and Kanye. Yeah, it, I mean, 
I wasn't going to even tune anyway because I don't fucking support Kanye. So I love me some Aubrey, but I don't support Kanye at all. So that was also another turnoff for me. Y'all know, listen, y'all are some forgiving ass folks, but as a as a black person, you're not gonna you're not gonna do the shit that Kanye didn't say the shit that Kanye didn't say and expect me to be like, oh yeah, I fucks with you. I'm a support. Nah, fuck you. You didn't told me as a black person, fuck you. So fuck you. Listen, and then it's like I don't know, like people like I'm still stuck on like, oh, he's a genius. There's nothing about him that's genius. <laughs> like everything is. You can't even, if you can't listen to your own wife telling you what she need, how is he a genius? Shit, listen. Like, but how do you feel about the whole Drake and Kanye, like, makeup? Honestly, I just, as as somebody who likes Drake, to be completely honest with you, it is one of my biggest pet peeves with him. Like, he is too, too, like, he's too like uh what's the word I hate to put it like but he mixy as fuck I'm sorry he too mixy like he gotta be friends and buddy buddy with everybody like that man literally set up set up um set you up to have one of the biggest in my opinion are the only loss that I've ever seen him take, the only L I've ever seen him take in a beef or a battle was with Pusha T. And Kanye set you up for that. Like, how how do you forgive that as a rapper? Like, that's coming at your life. It's the same thing with Meek. I understand y'all had a friendship before, but that man literally came for your whole entire livelihood. Like, if we was in a different era, like we in an era now where, the stand era where them kids don't give a fuck if you write or not. But like, if you was in a different era, them ghost writing rumors would have ended your fucking career. Like nobody would have fucked with you ever as a rap. Like that would have ended everything for you. So like that nigga came for your livelihood, but now you buddy buddy with him. And it's the same thing for Kanye. Like that dude came for your child and y'all buddy buddy now. Like shit's weird. Shit's weird. That's what I don't like. I was like, I don't know. And I was like, I don't think he was, he did, he went that far with Jay-Z and Jay-Z just, nope. Because we, we ain't even going to play like it. So, I don't know. I was real live tripped out. I'm like, I could never, and it might be just because of my attitude, but I could never like see myself being friends with him again after he did. They've been like, because I wouldn't be able to like trust you or tell you anything. And I don't want to ever be in that position hanging around anybody be like, nah, bro, nah, you good. Like, mm-mm. I can't fool with you like that. Not on that level. Right. Like, I don't listen, girl. Ugh, a mess. That's what I was saying. <laughs> that, whole, that whole situation was a mess to me but we'll see if it was real like if they actually made up like if we see it or if it was just a a part of me feels like it was just really like he can't say he feel like he oj prints something and so he don't say no to him so i don't know but mm. but i feel like kanye gonna cross him again too so absolutely absolutely because kanye is jealous of drake i don't give a fuck what nobody say you can tell by kanye's actions he is absolutely jealous of drake 
period. So yeah, a mess. So let's jump into this whole Tristan scandal yet again. <laughs> Third trimester Thomas strikes again, y'all. <laughs> I just I don't get it. Like I, and, you sir. Know, and you know what's so funny is that like initially like you didn't feel bad for Chloe but at this point I'm just like sis the fuck is in your mind that would make you just like I don't even know because like you couldn't have you couldn't have cheated on me while I was pregnant and had me you know what I'm saying like she was literally in the delivery room and we were seeing shit pop up. He he out with this girl. He out with that girl. He's smashing her. He's like, you couldn't have had that happen while I was giving birth to your child and me ever fuck with you again. But let alone to now go through the whole thing that you went with Jordan, you know what I'm saying? Being exposed, you and your sisters being exposed as mean girls because that's what y'all was during that whole situation. And then um, getting back with that man only to be embarrassed again by him having another baby. And then we really get to him being truthfully exposed as the fuckboy that he is because we see all these messages about how, well, it don't matter whatever the outcome, I'm still not going to be involved. Like you, ugh. Ugh. Yeah. A mess. And and I know, like, people like, oh, Jordan was, like, wrong. I don't get how she was wrong. Maybe it's just me. Because I'm like, he kissed her. And you also know how some people are where they're not ready to receive the information that you may have. So I just think the, you know, blogs or whatever get to it before, you know, she could say, hey, let me tell you what happened. But from all accounts, it's like Jordan didn't come on. They, for me, it they act like Jordan came on him. And that was my issue that I had with it. But I'm like, bro, we see that every, everybody see he's the issue. Like, there is no reason I would have even been like tripped out really with her. Even the person that you with. Like, you with a whole heap of trash. Facts. And his voice don't even go with his face. Like, I, I couldn't even put up with it. Be like, I'm irritated that you get this little bitty voice. And then what make it worse, your voice already smiled. Then you turn into a valley girl when you have an interview with her. It makes it even worse. Um, But, yeah, that message that he sent, that was like, I have no plan. I still have no plans of being there. Be like, but that's your mistake. You can't get mad because you got somebody pregnant and they don't want to have an abortion. Like, you got to know that that's what comes along with having sex. And if you don't want that, then don't do it. Sex. And people like, he got a type. I'm like, I don't consider Chloe ugly. Like, but that lady like, straight up and down be like, bro, what would you think on it? And they just show like, bro, y'all be at her. You worth like dollars. And then it's so true, he was like, I'm retired. So you think that the judge ain't gonna be like looking at your assets? I don't give a fuck about you retiring. You a whole fucking basketball player for the NBA. 
you think a judge is going to be like, oh, you know what? You're retired. You have no income this year. So, boop, their child support amount going to be zero. No, they're going to pull your assets. Listen, them excuses he was throwing out, shit, listen, that's just fuckboy 101 because I just was like, this nigga, ugh, pure D trash. And as far as the whole, you know, we never actually talked about the Jordan thing in depth. And I feel like, and I just want to throw this out there because I, I don't think we, like I said, we never talked about it truthfully in depth. I never understood the smoke that people have for Jordan or people still have for Jordan where people were saying, well, she was wrong. Um, by all accounts, like you said, he kissed her, but more than that, she was drunk as a skunk. That's where everybody, she was drunk beyond the pa- the point of giving consent. So my thing is, is that I don't understand how nobody ever had smoke for Tristan for in the fact that he was being a creeper and creeping on someone who obviously couldn't give consent. So, but they didn't want to have that conversation. Nobody ever want to have to have that conversation. But you know, who am I? And that's what I was like. I was like, I didn't get it. I was like, I feel like, you know, like. It would have been different if she kissed him, or maybe it was an affair after, or something like that. And I'm like, hell, if she was sober, right? (laughs) If she was sober, I could understand maybe having a little smoke for her, but she wasn't even sober. But even if she, if somebody kisses you first, like even if you sober, you like, hey, yeah. But then if I know where you are, like, listen, I, I got plans on telling you, but. Where you are right now might not be the best time for you to receive information. Or basically, what did happen is that oh, you just gonna take whatever he said, or it's automatically my fault, right? Because I'm like, y'all got on here and tore the girl down, and then people in the comments was like, they act like she they wanted get Jordan from out of the uh, project, so and she was you know destitute and distressed, or she wasn't gonna be anything without the Kardashians, which Boo-boo, that's not true. This girl was already mingling with the, the wealthy. Already frolicking in luxury. More than likely, she was going to have money. Yeah. Did maybe the Kardashians give her a name sooner rather than later? Yeah. But she was going, I feel like she was still going to be that girl. I'm like, she's attractive. Her parents are wealthy. Her circle is wealthy. Right. So, and they marry, and most wealthy people marry other wealthy people. So I feel like she was still going to arrive. Which way she got there, eh, she was still going to arrive. Okay. What's meant for you is meant for you. Right. I, but it's just, I don't know. And then, like, I read in, like, the comments that was, like, Larson was messing with him first. I was like, so y'all were friends and then when y'all fell out she came and was like oh I was talking to him before Chloe I was just nasty because <laughs> if my friend's talking to a dude my friend could pick up Ildra's elbow right now and be like damn you cute but that's it yeah. we ain't trying to we ain't trying to start no <clears throat> hot <laughs> right you just become Ildra be like I mean he cute that's all I can say he cute Oh, strange times we live in. Strange times. Speaking <laughs> of strange times, we're gonna touch on this super quick um, because I really don't want to get into this mess. But 
Tasha K, Cardi B. We know Cardi is suing Tasha K for um, what is this shit called? Is it slander or libel? Whatever. It's like defamation. I, there we go. Defamation. defamation. Yeah. Um, because Tasha K said on her show that she, uh, Cardi B allegedly. Well, she didn't say allegedly, but we're gonna say allegedly. Right. Had um, had an STD. Um, or had herpes or whatnot. Um, so Cardi B sued her for defamation. Apparently the records came back and it said that she didn't. So my guess is that that's going to be the end of the Tasha K going to have to pay up. I don't know. I don't, it, I don't really fully know the scope of the case because I don't follow that situation, Cardi like that. I don't follow the situations like this. So I don't know, but um, what are your thoughts? Yeah, I don't, I follow Sasha K, but I don't follow follow her because a lot of information that she puts out, I feel like she's one of those people. Like, I just want to do it first. And it's a lot of opinion-based stuff. I mean, I really don't feel bad for her because I'm like, you're a blogger. You have a nice following. You should know that, hey, put allegedly in there just so it'll take some heat off your back. And that's a big accusation to make towards somebody you know like I don't like that like even if she did have herpes or any other sexually transmitted infection or whatever I don't feel like it's your business as a blogger or any blogger TMZ to put anybody medical history out like that like that was to shame her and that's the last thing I feel like we need that stigma is like we're supposed to be moving away as a society from that, having that stigma especially when herpes is so prevalent like across all demographics like it's a common you know virus or infection to have so it's like why would you even want to put that out there like that and it's like I don't know that, that when it comes like I can't not Cardi for suing her like right. looking for the like bro no even and I'm like even if she had you know, allegedly, or if she has some other sexually transmitted disease, like just keep that's something that you don't. I just feel like you don't discuss that. Those are her medical records. Leave it alone. Yeah, I definitely think there are things that should be off limits, and I think that that's one of the scopes that needs to because we saw it happen with tabloids. Like you remember when in like the eighties and nineties? Well, obviously. We were born in the 80s, so we don't really remember, remember. But during those times, tab when paper was big, tabloids used to be really big. And it took a lot of, of like people suing, um, the stuff that happened with Princess Di, all that for people to really like set ground rules for tabloids. And I think that we are in the space now with the internet where we're trying to get some regulations and things like that. I think there needs to also be regulations for these blogs and, and gossip sites and things like that as well, because like there should just be places that they shouldn't be allowed to go. Like I, I think that are things that should be off limit, outing people, talking, like you said, people's medical records, kid like shit like that should just be off limits so I don't know yeah I agree like I said I wasn't mad at all with Cardi about that been like you shouldn't have said it and you, if you don't have her medical records right there going off oh she slept with somebody else and they had herpes then I mean she got it facts 
period yeah, i mean she had it so now you fucked um exactly <laughs> I mean, like I said, I don't feel necessarily bad for her because, like, just listening to some of her stuff is just like, bro, chill. Exactly. Like, you rape what you sell? Right. So, yeah. yeah. Wish both yeah. of them the best. Yeah, basically. <laughs> All right. So, let's jump into this uh, Astro World update. So, Travis Scott gave his first interview since the tragedy. He sat down with Charlemagne the God and he talked, he broke his silence basically about the whole astral tragedy. Um, he says that he does, obviously he does not feel, he said that he didn't feel like it was his fault because he said he did not know. He, he, he maintains that he did not know until after the festival was over. He obviously sends his condol. He sent out condolences and prayers and everything to the family. He, I mean, pretty much it was. I will say it pretty much was just a routine of what I, what I, I didn't expect there to be any like because people were like they, from what I saw, people were thinking they were expecting him to admit guilt or you know that that was going to be what that interview was. But to me, it was just it was what I expected, you know him to tell say how much he loves his fans how sorry he was about it happening um prayers and condolences to the family but ultimately to say hey i didn't know you know anything that a good lawyer if he has when i'm assuming he has a good lawyer would have told him to say even though in my opinion if i was his lawyer i would have told him not to say shit and just wait to go to trial because my thing is is that people are gonna people are going people at this point people dislike you right now your name is hot in these streets. People ain't fucking with you. So whether you say something or don't say anything, people still not going to be fucking with you. So him coming out and saying something, in my opinion, people weren't going to respond nicely to it anyway. Everybody's going to think it was fake and contrived anyway. So why say anything at all? Just wait till the shit go to trial and leave it at that. But I get why he said something. But at the same time, I'm like, if it was me, I wouldn't have said anything. But um, off the heat of that, obviously, we've been seeing a lot of things have been pulled or canceled. His drink that he had, um, his little, it's not even, I don't know, it's almost like a fucking wine cooler, in my opinion. Like those little seltzer. Yeah, like a barely, busy, I guess you can yeah, say. Them barely alcoholic drinks. <laughs> yeah. So that's been pulled. Um, we know his shoe has been pulled. Uh, also, reports are coming out that he has been pulled from the lineup from Coachella in 2022, which I'm not surprised. That's to be expected. I don't expect any festivals within probably the next two or three years. If the, I don't know. It depends on, I guess, how the trial goes in the next two or three, maybe two years for him to be on anybody's festival um, within a steady time frame. But what are your thoughts on 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 the interview and people's response and everything like that? Um, like you, um, it was pretty standard. I can't, I don't know, I guess I agree that I feel like he shouldn't have said any, like not an interview What the statement that you released, let that do whatever it's supposed to do. Let it linger in the air and just go from there. Cause I feel like since we're in such a, like a social media, like age, 
people want you to come out and give all the gory details. They want to know A, B, C, D, and E, and why did you do this? And I want this question to answer. And they're not a family member of the deceased. They're not a show promoter. They're not a jury. They're not a judge. Nothing. They just want to know the information because they know they missed. It was crazy because people like, he didn't really answer any of the questions. I mean, what do you expect a man to do knowing that one wrong thing that he says, prosecution can pick it up and say, okay, you did know, or their family pick it up and you did know. I'm like, he's literally in the middle of what, billion dollars worth of lawsuits? Exactly. Um, so he has to be very measured with what he says, um, how he says it. And I'm like, you don't want to, you know, come off as being callous. Um, you want to show that, like, I do care about people lost. And I'm not, I don't think that he doesn't care. Like, I honestly think that, like, you know, it's one of those things that, like, you know, if he could do it all over again, like, damn, I would do it all over again and maybe do this different. I don't think that for Live Nation and the other people, um, but I do think him as an artist, he probably would have did something different. Uh, people went on in the comments was like, well, he stopped the show because somebody attended you. I'm like, but that was personally attached to him. So he know, you know, like, hey, this is missing or somebody took my shoe. Um, I mean, I don't, I wasn't expecting a lot from the interview. Like, I, I honestly, I, I don't know. I just don't see how people were expecting like an expose or something like that. I don't, I don't understand it. Like, I'm happy that Hulu pulled their documentary. I'm a documentary like watcher, but I'm happy that they pulled it because I'm like, it's really not the time, like at all. Yeah. Um, because I'm like, shit, I, I don't even think all the victims were like in the ground yet. And I'm like, y'all already on a fucking documentary. How? Um, but yeah, I don't, I was expecting vague. So I just feel like if it's going to be vague, then just not do it and just like, listen, I don't get, I ain't got nothing to say. And it's okay with not having anything to say outside of the statement that you made. So that's just my take on it. Yeah. I will say with that whole thing, I don't think that people, people, I hate to say this, but I, I don't think when all the dust settles, I don't think that the outcome that people think is going to happen is going to happen just by the precedents that have been set um, in the past when events like this has happened. I don't think that the outcome that people are expecting to happen is going to happen the way that they, you know what I mean? Like, I think people are, people are expecting that, you know, they're going to win all of these loss that, you know, the families and everybody, they're going to win all these lawsuits. He's going to be fully canceled. You know, he's going to be bankrupt. We'll never hear from Travis Scott again, blah, 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 blah. I, I don't, like I said, based on the precedents that have been set, I don't think that that's going to be the case. I actually don't, I honestly don't think it's going to even be the payout that people are expecting. I think that in all honesty, looking mm. at the lawsuits, the lawyers approached it wrong because I if it was me in those lawsuits or if I was the lawyer, I would have sued Live Nation. I would have sued the city. You know what I mean? Because yeah. the fire department, in my opinion, fire department, the police department, 
Live Nation, promoters, all of those people are at fault. Going for the artist, the name, you may win in public opinion, or you know what I mean? You, you may win the battle in the court of public opinion, but like in the court of law, I don't, I don't feel like it's going to go the way that a lot of people think it's going to go. That's all I'm saying. Just based on like I, I went through and I read some precedents for other tragedies that have happened in the past at concerts and events like this. And a lot of the time, I will say pretty much in every one I read, the artist was found not, you know what I mean? Not, uh, not, not culpable or not um, responsible for the tragedy. Every, pretty much every instance that I read, I didn't pick up, I couldn't find one where the artist was found, um, you know, found guilty of, of the negligence. So I, I don't, I don't know if, like I said, I just don't, think that the way that people think this is going to go that it's going to go and that sucks because I feel like the people who deserve it the most are the families and I feel like they're being buried in this by the other people who just see it as a money grab yeah um I for me I feel like if I was a, like, seriously, and this is not like, I don't know, like, oh, be greedy money type thing. But if it was my family member that passed away, I don't want to be part of the class action lawsuit. I let y'all handle it, are y'all? I, I feel like it's going to be settlements, but I feel like it's going to be settlements with the people that took the biggest loss. Like, all these other people that's just hopping in, oh, I fell, or I tripped over, this is what happened, like, bro. Y'all gotta chill. Like, for real, for real. Um, I don't know. I just feel like with, I mean, of course, I think attorneys are like, oh, this is gonna be the case. Mm-hmm. Um, because given his like crowd, but it's like also when you look at it, given his crowd, you know what you should expect. And like you said, like I would the city. I would have sued them off the top. Like, first, I'm suing you. Like, you admitted that you didn't even get his permit enough time for the ink to dry before the event was set to start. Um, You didn't probably do the proper clearance that you should do for an event of that magnitude. The, like you said, the fire department for not shutting it down, security for not, hey, this this need to be shut down because I'm like as much as it's the promoter's fault, it's security. I was like, listen, we have capacity. You got to shut it down. Shut it exactly. There were so many instances and so many people who failed before it even got to the Travis Scott space of it all. Like in my in my opinion, there were so many measures that were missed, that it should have never came to people having to scream at an artist on stage to to um, to to stop a show, which, by the way, and I it, oh, and I and I actually wanted to point this out because we, we didn't talk about it the last time. But just going back to our festival experience, you remember you like you remember when we were in there a lot of the times like people were like, well, people, you know, people were screaming at him from the crowd to stop the show or people were like going on stage towards the cameraman, people yelling, stop. A lot of times 
when you're in those, they can't hear y'all. I hope, like, I, I, I really want people to, like, y'all know they can't hear you on the stage. They got all of this mute in-ears going. They got all of the music, everything like that. Like, it's loud. There's so many people in the screaming, yelling. Like, so for people to say, well, there's videos of people yelling at him to stop it. Well, okay. There's also a 50, what did they say? 50,000 people in the crowd screaming and yelling at him, plus all the music that's going. Like, and people were saying, well, they were talking to the camera people. Okay. But again, the cameraman has on his little thing, he's focusing on his, you know what I'm saying? He could honestly just think, this is just a fan trying to get up on stage to get at, you know what I mean? Like I, there are, like I said, that's why I don't think that these lawsuits are going to go the way that people think they're going to go just because the precedents that have been set beforehand in the, just the, sh- the shit that goes along with putting on a show. So I don't know. Yeah. Like I said, I definitely, for me, it hangs on definitely live nation because i'm like even as a yeah. promoter if i'm looking and saying oh shit you could see out in the crowd you have the visual from multiple people and i think even for like i don't know if you saw it like the picture where it shows like the police department doing lyrics and nate it's right there it's lawsuit lawsuit okay because the that was department standing around just looking watching him perform Right. And you're not doing your job. You're not observing a crowd, making sure that everyone is safe as possible. So like those issues um, and I, like just picking back off you saying like they're not hearing you like y'all like even when people yell at an artist say, oh, you know, response to somebody yelling at, oh, I love you. The audience almost like has to be close to silent and somebody has to be very loud for them to receive that, you know, I love you right um like I said I just I don't know like I don't you know people want him to be crucified or whatever I can't I wouldn't counsel him I'm not a fan so I can't but if I was like I wouldn't counsel him I just think now it's a lesson for you know maybe the artists the promoters of the events and everything to be like okay listen there has to be a stopping point but I keep it comes down to greed Mm-hmm. because it would have been easy as fuck like at that point I mean it wasn't an act of God that stopped you know stop the show it was the crowd push it back if you if we pushing you back and you outside of it we sorry listen to the damn show from the parking lot but you gotta go you got to go we're not doing this <laughs> like I don't understand I'm like I just don't understand, like, okay, so when the crowd broke the barrier, what the fuck did y'all, what, what was y'all doing? Listen, I'm confused. What was y'all preventative measure to say, okay, they have broke this barrier. Did nobody think, like, I don't know. Hey, stop this. Was, uh, I don't know. Yeah, yeah. Listen, I'm, I'm with you. There's just so many, like I said, there's so many um, quite unanswered questions there that in my opinion need to be answered and I don't understand how the all of it snowballed to everything is put the blame on Travis because there's so many things before that that just don't you know what I mean that were just fuck-ups so I don't know don't know um 
Anything else for hot topics this week? Um, don't think I have anything. No. All right. No. Okay. So let's go ahead and jump into the relationship portion of the show. Alrighty. So this is just, I guess I'm gonna try to phrase this, but I don't know how many of you guys watched the whole Toby and Fat. So I don't know how to say his last name, but he's like the rapper, you know, that has his whole family on stage, always wear the socks and the mint green and his wife Fat. So they did a like a YouTube series. It gives like how they met and the, you know, the start of their romance all the way up to um, his proposal. And I mean, now, of course, you know, with Instagram and YouTube and their Facebook, we get to see where they are now. It was kind of cringeworthy for me because he was like, he didn't want her. And it was, the reason why I say it was cringe at one part when she was saying like, um he was like oh I want to be friend you know she was like well you know he wanted to be friends like he interjected and was like no it's not that I didn't want to be in a relationship I didn't want to be in a relationship with you I'm like like and she kind of that's a risk that I wouldn't give any woman to take where she kind of waited around and was like you know oh my play my part is that I could she said either she could not be in his life at all or she can be in his life and be his friend, which we know in those cases, you become an emotional placeholder um, for a man. And then you're trying to prove your worth to him. That, oh, I am marriage material. And basically that's what happened. It's like, oh, she proved to him that she was marriage material. And then he flew out to meet with her parents, you know, her family to get, you know, permission to ask for her hand in marriage, which is, I guess you can say noble they weren't really the mama one really feeling it so she almost flaked on him I for me I didn't like it and I don't really idolize or like oh now your relationship goes or anything like that they're always kind of being cringy to me because he always over talks her um I like him because he is talented but that's it um their relationship doesn't really do much for me like at all but it's just yeah that's one of them roles that I don't think any woman should ever play and it's a big risk that you take being a placeholder or showing a man hey I'm marriage material because you could be in that space for 10-15 years and he gonna pick up and marry somebody in three months and that person doesn't do as much as you do she don't cook she don't clean Nothing. Thanks. So I didn't like that. But I guess one of my questions, because a lot of people like, oh, this is what happens, you know, with relationship goes, um, or you looking at the internet. So I guess like my question or like something like that is like, is it okay to like look at internet couples and say, you know what, they have a good relationship or I like this or one thing that you may like admire about them, I guess. So, I think that 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 is like a um, that's one of those like middle of the um, I don't know, I don't know how to one of those like yes and no's because like I don't think that you should ever, and this is my opinion, I don't think that there should ever be any relationship that 
you take and look at as goals. Um, because my opinion on love is that everybody's love is going to be different. That's why I'm not big, big keen on like, you know, uh, what are those, like those relationship books that tell you do this and do that. And then you'll get a man or you'll get a woman or whatever, you know, I'm not big on those just because or those quote unquote relationship gurus, just because I feel like all love is different. So everybody's relationship, your relationship with your husband is going to be different from, um, you know, so-and-so's relationship, or it's going to be different from Will and Jada's relationship is going to be different from Beyonce and Jay-Z, you know what I mean? So everybody's relationship is going to be different. But I do think that you can look at relationships and see certain things within them and be like, oh, those are good qualities that are admirable and maybe things that I would want to translate into my own relationship. Like, oh, the way these two communicate with each other, I like that. And I think that's a beautiful thing. Or I think that's something that I can apply to my situation or the way that those two love on each other or, you know what I mean? Like, or the way that they are as parents or things like that. I think that you can look at qualities more so than people in the relationship themselves. Because again, everybody's different. Every relationship's going to be different. So no relationship should necessarily be goals. But I think that there are qualities or things that can be admirable that you can, um, that you may could take or utilize or pull from in your own experiences. What about yourself? That, and that's what I like, thank you for answering that. That was what I was trying to bring out with my question. I had a hard time articulating that, but um, that's what I definitely think. I think people get so caught up in like, oh, their whole relationship is goals. Even when people compliment like the, you know, the YouTubers or the influencers, social media personalities and say, you know, they have a nice relationship. Like I like the way that Kev on stage, like big up his wife. Right. Like, and he like, make sure that, listen, Melissa, this, this, my, my everything. And I will make sure that she's included in everything that I do. I like that, like with Kadeen and DeVal, like childbirth, like, I feel like he could be a doula. Facts. Like he is there emotionally supporting her. Like I know she's doing the physical work. Um, even given like, you know, their interviews, he was like, you know, the first child was born in the hospital the traditional way. He seen how, you know, what toll it took on her body. So he was like, I wanted us to have more control over that. So you see now they have home births. He's there with her helping, you know, her, you know, labor and all of that. So like how you were saying, like, there are certain things that I feel like, listen, if, you know, they did that maybe I can do that. Or let me show my husband, this may be something that he could, you know, do and see that like, listen, even though I have to take on all of, you know, most of the physical work, this is how you can be there. And I think like, you know, with childbirth, some men kind of miss that mark, like, okay, it's really nothing I can do but stand around and wait. When, you know, you can't take on a more active role. Like there are so many like, you know, Dr. Jeff, the way that he treats his wife and even some of the families, you know, they have blended families and all of it. Like, I'm not total against like 
you know, social media personalities putting their relationship on the forefront because I'm like, we take a lot of things from those, even the ones that don't make it. Mm-hmm. Um, you know, if they're open about like, listen, this is the reason why we broke up. Some people are phony, but I, I think it just comes down to you discerning like, okay, and you're not idolizing them like, oh, I want my relationship to be just like them. They get this and I'm gonna go get this and he does this for his wife. So you gotta do this for me. It's just like how you say like those targeted things like and even if it's not for me, like I think that's another thing. Like it's not for me, but I enjoy seeing it. Mm-hmm. Like I enjoy seeing like Kev on stage like admiring his wife and like Melissa's this, Melissa's that I enjoy seeing it. I enjoy seeing, you know, Dean and Deval with their boys raising them and this is how we you know do it and you know they excited like oh maybe we might have a girl this time boop it's a boy they still excited you know like we having a happy happy baby so um yeah I I don't know I just feel like we're just in a weird space with social media and for our generation coming where we see both sides of a world without it and a world with it it's like how be weird (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> like real weird even yeah. when people like I don't know if you noticed but people like uh, people don't get on here and tell the real story about their relationship what the fuck do you I be really want to ask people when they say that what you be want couples to get on here and say we argued about who ate the last of the ketchup <laughs> exactly. like we not trying to turn you away from relationships because some of the shit that people in relationships argue about you just be like if you could look in, you'd be like, that shit was dumb. Like, dumb as fuck. Yeah. <laughs> so, I don't know. I just... Yeah, but that Toby and Fat shit, like, if you... If y'all have a chance just watching, you're gonna be like, yikes. And I think one part, he called her like a hoe, but yeah. Oh. Yeah, it was, it was... Yeah, that's not even... That's some... Never mind. That's some toxic type shit. Like, but you know, there are some women who... I have come to see there are some women who actually like believe and thrive and think that shit like that is love. Like I've act, like you've seen I've seen some of those like videos or whatever like that. Like I think there was one video where like a dude pulled a gun on a girl and or some shit like that. And you know, and there was people who was really like, I mean, y'all not in a relationship. Y'all don't know if they play like, huh? What do you mean? (laughs) I can't. I was like, you "You know what? Maybe there there are some people out there that really just believe that that type of shit is love. And I I don't subscribe to that, but you know what? I guess, honey. Like, you you ain't gonna do that. I'm gonna go ahead and roll out. (laughs) Yeah, I it. Exactly. But this ain't for me no more. Oh, I wish a nigga would. Like, listen, I'm I can't. I cannot. Calling the police, nigga. <laughs> Quick fast, it'll hurt. <laughs> On the phone crying. This nigga pulled a gun. Get him out. <laughs> right. Yelling and crying. So you're gonna go to jail. Oh Lord, Lord, Lord. All right. So this week for me for relationship questions is also some uh, something I've been seeing a lot pop on the internet. There's been a influx of videos that I've been seeing lately of women 
um, and even stories of just women who have been murdered, killed for turning down men. I think I saw one post in the shade room um, about a young woman who literally turned down a dude and he pulled a, a gun and shot her. I saw a story, I think also on the neighborhood talk just about a girl who gave a dude the wrong number and then he turned out to be like a mover and he popped up on, you know what I mean? And kept popping up at her house and shit. Like I, shit like that is just so creepy and so crazy. And these stories just keep popping up. So I feel like we've talked about this before, but I want to ask again, what is the best advice to women that you would give on turning down men safely? Um, um, so uh, for me, and I just want to put this out there, um, I think this will cover for both of us. We totally 100% like you should not have to go through this. Um, but I think for our protection, unfortunately, it's like one of those conversations we have to have, just like, you know, your Black children coming back home. Um, for me, it was always, you can have my number, worst case scenario, if you get fucking crazy and you don't get it after the, you know, three or four times I don't answer, I'm just going to get my number changed if you are that antagonized. I think that has saved me a lot of times. Like my friends used to always laugh and be like, bro, you'll give your numbers to anybody. And it's because I have been in those unsafe situations where like a dude tried to spit on me. And all the reason why I didn't, because it didn't land. Um, and, and the crazy thing about it is just given my situation was I was at work and like, bro, I can't give you my number because I am at work, even if I did want to. Because I'm not supposed to be patronizing with you like this. It's like, get you in, get you out type of deal. Um, but I wasn't interested. So, I mean, you he, with his friends, and especially, I would say this. If you see a pack of dudes, and I know it's fucked up, just go ahead and be like, you know what, Kurt, here got my number. Call me. Call me. Boop. Most of the time, you'll never see them again. And I say most. Sometimes you may. Most of the time, you never see them again. And, you know, even if you pick up the black with Lisa, I know, you know, I gave you my number. I'm not interested in it. And leave it at that. And I just hate that as women were put in that predicament to save our lives or to keep us from being hurt, um, beat on, or anything like that, is that we have to go to the length of, quote unquote, playing nice. That would be the only thing because I can't. I mean, men are really shooting for turning them down. Like, so I can't. Even, I would say for me, um, which is like I say, it's probably it's fucked up. It's not a problem. It is fucked up. Give them the number and just move on. And when they call the first time or text you, up, oh, do not answer. I had a whole list of numbers on the do not answer. So there's it. Um, yeah. So I'm with you in that. I definitely want to say that it's not something that we think that people should have to go through at all. Um, but unfortunately, like I said, just seeing these influx of stories continually popping up and seeing so many women who are just being brutally murdered for these type of things. Unfortunately, we have to we have to kind of do these talks and, and say these things. 
honestly, I will say that it used to be my go to honestly used to be give a fake number, lie, say I got, you know, uh, you know, say that, you know, have a girlfriend, stuff, like, you know, what I'm saying playing those type of different yeah. cards, trying to lie my way out of it. But now even lying don't work. So my advice to a lot of women now, and this is going to be seem, I don't even think it's extreme anymore. Um, I carry tasers. I have a taser. I have mace. I have, um, obviously I have like, they sell this little car key thing. Like that has like jagged points on it to go with your keys. It's like a whole little safety kit that you can get off of Amazon um, and go take a fucking class and get your permit. I'm just keeping a buck. Like I'm on my, I'm, I'm Googling as we speak to learn how um, to find a class and I'm going to go get my gun permit. Like at this point as a woman in this time and age, it's just so hard. Even like I said, even the old, old school tricks that we used to do, don't work anymore like i've even seen you know i've even seen stories where like you said the um the story i saw where the woman gave a fake number and then next thing you know this dude is uh turns out to be at the moving company and so he's knows her address and he's sending her text messages uh well i got your number anyway can i come by your house and see you i know where you stay at but you know what i mean like shit like that mm-hmm. To, to know that dudes is that like I, I I don't even know I think even the breed of dudes is different because like it used to be niggas used to have pride where it was like damn I got shot down like you know what I'm saying like damn right. I can't, you know what I'm saying I'm not gonna even try to talk to her again like if he saw you out again he'd be like no nah, I ain't even gonna embarrass me you know what I'm saying because he would right. he had pride like dudes didn't used to be squares like they is now. Like some of these dudes is so square, square like they ain't never been around women in their fucking life. So the moment that somebody reject them, they get violent. And like I don't, it's weird. Like honestly, I feel like a lot of dudes out here really don't like women, and they battling that shit on their own, um, that shit internally. So I don't know, but. Nonetheless, my my advice is to, you know, self-defense. Like I said, I carry a taser. I carry some mace. I'm ordering a little self-defense kit off of line, off of Amazon that has like the little thing that goes on your key holder, all that shit. I'm going to take a gun permit class. I've even been considering taking up some like boxing lessons, self-defense classes, all of the type of shit that you used to be like, I mean, that's a lot, but now it's not even a lot. Like, do whatever you have to do to protect yourself, ladies. That's just, that's in all honesty, because like I said, even lying ain't working. The old shit that we used to be able to tell folks, even that shit don't work no more, so. Listen, and you remember you used to tell a dude, like, oh, I got a boyfriend, or I'm married, he'd be like, you happy though? And you'd be like, yeah, I'm happy. He'd be like, uh, all right, shawty, and like, Go away. That would be the end of it. And I even had one dude, like I gave him the wrong number. I ended up seeing him in public again. And he just laughed and was like, man, you a motherfucker with yourself. And that was the end of it. Right. So it's like, 
you know, every woman has had that experience. And I definitely agree. Like, I'm definitely going to get my gun permit now. Um, but I'm so, like, I can't sleep with nobody else. But I'm like, I don't need a gun. I don't want to, like, I don't want to live in a world where it's like, I have to I have to have a gun. Like, I honestly don't feel safe going to any grocery store, like, pumping gas or anything. It's like just so freaking crazy out here like I was talking to a dude yesterday or a man yesterday and he was like man I pulled up to the gas station and a woman had her heat out in the air like I'm letting you know I'm strapped that's crazy oh that's sad that's a, that but that says that's that's how we have to live now it's crazy I'm with you though like I don't want to have to have a gun but it feels like it's getting to the point like it feels like the only fucking option. Yeah. Mm-hmm. It really is like just like I literally when I go in the store, I have my hoodie on, keep my head down, get what I'm getting and move on at the store. Yep. Yep. Me too. Me too. And you know, the crazy thing is, is too, it's like as a single woman. It used to be like that's where you used to like go out to places and like especially like they tell you oh you can meet somebody in the grocery store or something like that and you try but now it's just like not nah, I'm too afraid to even like I hate right. to say it to like even be like looking uh looking cute or anything like that at the grocery store because you hear I'm hearing too many crazy stories out here of just women being attacked and I'm just like I you know what. I don't know. I don't know. That's my like. It's just it's crazy. Like, did you see the video though of the guy that walked in? I think it was. I don't forget where it was, but I want to say it was in some part of Georgia. Walked in the house behind the lady, and the dudes was in the house waiting. I'm like, so you finna walk in at the hub, but when the dudes come out beating you up, you cower down and roll out on the ground. No, stand up. Right exactly and thank i did see that video and i was like thank heavens that those folks that her people was there thank heavens because that could have went a completely other way you know i just seen a video actually on the neighborhood talk um i didn't watch the video but i read the description and that's when i knew i was like i'm not even gonna watch this video of the man who shot his pregnant ex-girlfriend and then got on and tried to put like in between it he went and shot her he got on and did like some little sob story on Facebook um on Facebook live and he was like yeah I just finished shooting my ex-girlfriend or whatever like that and I'm rolling up on my ex-wife now because she won't let me see my kids and that's the cause of my depression. And then he, she comes outside and she sees him and she literally takes off running. And he's like, yup, it's about to go down. And then he drops the camera. And then he, the story is, is um, from according to the rest of the story, he ends up killing her as well. Yeah. Yeah. Disgusting. I, ugh. And I started watching it before I read the caption. It was one of like the first videos that popped up when I opened Instagram. Mm-hmm. And then I stopped watching it. And then I read the caption. I was like, oh, so of course I didn't get finished with it. That's not one of, that's not my thing. But it, 
it irks me because I'm like, you killed two women that would never be able to tell their side of things. And if somebody sees you and their first inclination is to take off running, that means you've been a threat. But we all know, and I'm like, you're a coward. You took the coward way out. Um, That enough right there tells me that you got on here to gain sympathy before you committed those acts of violence. Yeah. And that's it. And there's so many stories now coming out even regarding that saying that the reason the wife took the kids was because allegedly he was molesting them. So I'm just saying there's so many sides, like you said, so many sides to a story that I don't even understand how anybody can garner sympathy. There would have been, he murdered two people. I don't have sympathy for that. I don't give a fuck what the situation is. I don't care if she wasn't letting him see whatever her reasons were for not letting him see his kids. He murdered her. And he murdered the girl, his other girlfriend too. Like that would have been enough for me. Right. Like, so you two for two at this point. And I just feel like always in situations like that, if you care so much for the children, why would you go through leaving them destabilized like that without any parents, the emotional, psychological toll that you're putting on them? Why would you do that if you quote unquote care so much about them? Thanks. Like to me, that's just you being selfish as fuck. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Completely sad. And all in all, just women, please. And I'm gonna even say, I'm not even just gonna say women because there are some crazy women out there as well who have been known to do some crazy shit too. So women, men, everybody, just please be safe um protect yourselves um just please be safe because shit's crazy out here folks is really out here going fucking crazy and that's all i can say just please be safe all right so that is all we have for relationships this week let's talk let's jump into your section this week um we haven't we don't Fallon doesn't have a name for it yet but she is going she's working on it she's going to come up with a name for it so give it to him Fallon yep so um I have to come up with a name um I don't want it to be like because there is a podcast name for the first idea but anywho um basically my section now would just be highlighting and a woman every week a woman or a black black woman or a black girl that is missing um you will see the person on our Instagram page and our hopefully our website, we can get that built in some type of way. Mm-hmm. Um, but this week, um, my focus is on, um, it's a lady, her name is Pandora Duckett. She is from Memphis. She has been missing now um, two years. Um, and come this coming January will actually be three they saw her on like surveillance camera in the north part of Memphis um, at a store. There was a lady that said she gave her a ride to her neighborhood and she's never been seen again. 87, at the, well, she was 85 at the time. So now she will be 87. They did an extensive search for her. She has still not been found. Just all around sad case. Like I look for updates every so often to see, like you know, has she been found? Um, are there any updates? There's a twenty thousand dollar reward that's currently out. Um, if you have any tips, 
Um, if she is found, of course, um, you receive that money. Um, like I said, her family is still looking for her. I did a, you know, research. I don't see anything new um, about this. I just find it weird that the lady said she dropped her off in her neighborhood. And I'm like, you didn't make sure she was in the house. Like, it, it's weird. Then it's also weird that she hasn't been found, even as an older lady. And if she wandered off, where is she? So that's my focus this week. Um, of course, I have another, you know, girl or woman next week. Um, definitely look for, I will post a picture on our um, Instagram page. And again, hopefully we can build a room um, on the website. Um, just remember her name is Pandora Duckett and you can go to our page and see an actual picture of her. Um, her family is still looking for her. Like I said, there's a $20,000 reward. So, All right. All right. Awesome. Wonderful, wonderful new section that we're adding to our, um, to the podcast. And again, um as Fallon stated it'll be up on our Instagram I know we be lacking on Instagram y'all we we try and we're building some things out um 2022 we're definitely going to do some upgrades we got some things in the works um as well as like Fallon said we're going to try to um I think I'm going to either add a special section for that more than likely I'll probably add a special section for that on the website um for so we can post the picture give all of the information um, and obviously post links if you guys have tips or anything like that. The more we can help to find our missing, the better. So definitely. All right. So let's go ahead and jump into our next section, which is TV, new TV books, movies, music reviews that you want to kind of put out there. What do you got this week? Um, I don't have anything for um, movies and music. Um, unfortunately, I've just been watching Judge Matthews' Foolish Tale, um, even <laughs> in the car. <laughs> um, so I did look at the um, documentary of the, it's the housewife and the Shah. So it's, uh, it was like a whole little like clip that was on social media of, um shoot, what is her name sorry y'all I forget the lady's name I want to say it's yeah Jan Shaw um of she's part of the Real Housewives of Salt Lake City Enterprise uh, franchise and there's like a clip where you can see she gets a phone call on like a bus they're going on a trip and you think of Salt Lake City um sorry about that there is like a whole clip she's on the phone um they're getting ready for a group trip she like immediately runs off the bus and leaves and the next thing you see is like the police showing up to arrest arrest her obviously she obviously she was like part of this hundred million dollar scheme and they were basically like signing people up for like um, one lady that were offering like I want to say like a business course like hey we'll help you promote your business and get it up and running and show you how to you know get your social media following up and all this stuff they never like made any moves on their promises but they kept like getting money getting money getting money 
and you can hear them like re, uh, on recording saying, oh, we'll just charge this person credit card for $10,000 more. It's like, what the hell? And these people never see this money again. Um, and it just goes into like, y'all know like how I feel about financial documentaries. Um, but I always feel like, listen, do your research when you give people your money. Um, I know it'd be like, you know what I'm saying? Like, this is a good opportunity, but don't keep giving people your money. And for us, you know, or for people that have older parents, look after them. Like some of the people that they scammed were older people um, that were like retirees or people that are in dire situations, which sucks. And it's just like, they're taking, 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 taking. Um, and she knew what she was doing. And I'll understand with her from the documentary, why did you get on Housewives? Because it's one of like, I feel like with any reality TV show, they're going to dig and dig and dig. Because people want to know, how did you get your money? Why are you staying in a house this big? How can you afford to drive, you know, a Maserati? Or why do you, how do you afford all of these jewels? And like from her interviews, she couldn't give like exactly what she did. Mm. So it was just, it's crazy. And of course, the um, it was like how they found her was so random. It was from like three dudes from a New York case. And then, yeah, so they picked up on her scam. But it was just, it's real good. It's not a long documentary at all. I don't know. I don't know if she's going to get a lot of time because I'm pretty sure she's going to deny that she didn't know that it was going on like that. And she, I mean, she's still at her just chilling them, like still going to parties, still taking pictures. And these people ain't got that money. Um, it's giving me, you know, the white street, the white people, Wall, uh, Wall Street schemes. And yeah. Yeah. It's giving me Bernie Madoff. <laughs> A complete mess. <laughs> That's what it's giving all right. Anything else? Uh, nothing else for me. I think that's the only thing I watched. It's worth noting. Yeah. Okay. So on my end, I actually um, picked up or I watched binge watched two series. I did um, on HBO Max. I watched the sex life of college girls it's the show that was created by mindy kaling listen i didn't at first i didn't think i was going to be into it because i'm like yeah when i saw it pop up on hbo max i was like eh, i don't really care for this but i actually started you know because i was looking for something to watch and i was like hmm, whatever let's give it a try surprisingly enough i actually dug it it was a it's a really interesting show it, it if you went to college um it'll definitely give you some nostalgia moments I, now I will say that um the girls that are depicted in this show it's very like they're very naive in the sense like almost some of them seem a little square in, in terms of like maybe they were like square in high school and all that stuff I don't know like I was a nerd um I've, I've been a nerd my entire life but like even but when I went to college I wasn't like 
that square. Like, I don't know. It's hard to describe. I think there's a difference between being a nerd and being a square. And those girls, in terms of like their experiences, they definitely come off very square-like. Um, but nonetheless, um, it's it's still a cute, uh, it's a cute, stu- uh, still a decent story, a cute story. Um, it'll keep you engaged to see the different dynamics of the, the young ladies, um, some of the different experiences. Um, I didn't go to in Ivy League. And so the, the, the college that they're de- depicting is a, it's obviously it's a made up college, but it's supposed to be like an Ivy League prestigious college experience. So I wonder if there's like a different, some different shit that happens at those Ivy Leagues. I, I wouldn't be surprised um, because I didn't, at my college, we didn't have like, we didn't have, well, you know what, never mind. That's a lie. But, <laughs> but you know, I don't know. It's like I said, it's a cute show. It was, it was interesting. It kept me engaged. Like I, I'm willing to watch a second season and I wasn't sure if I was going to thoroughly enjoy it, but I have come to realize that I'm kind of getting into, they call it like dry humor a little bit more like it doesn't have to be like drop down slap your knee funny but like that dry humor type jokes and stuff like that I'm starting to find some of that shit more fun maybe it's just because I'm getting old I don't know (laughs) but I'm starting to find more and more like dry humor type shows funny and it definitely has a lot of dry humor in there um and plus you know I just wanted to support um, I, I love to see now the diversity in the writers' rooms that are starting to come, you know, Mindy Kaling being an Indian woman, one of her characters, and a lot of the stories that she writes, her central characters are Indian women. Um, she's really, you know, and, and I think that if we want diversity in TV and movies and things like that, we want to see the different experiences in the room. Like, I love to see other um, you know, other cultures shining, you know what I mean? Like, I love to see more Black people on the stage, um, on the screen, more Indian people, Asian people. Like, you guys know, I'm a huge fan. I loved Crazy Rich Asians. Um, I'm waiting on part two. Like, could y'all please get me a part two ASAP? And like I said, so I just, you know, I love supporting different things. Um, Netflix is really big on showing, like, different films from across um, the Globe, a lot of um, Asian films and things like that. Um, stuff with subtitles, even though I'm not a big like reading shit while I'm watching it. But at the same time, I'll do it if the story's interesting enough. So because I think I was watching one on Netflix that originated in Brazil, I believe. Um, and you can tell it was in Spanish originally. I actually would have preferred to see it in subtitles. It has some subtitles in there, but you can tell they dubbed it over in English, which I, if you guys have ever watched shit that's dubbed over, it's funny. But uh, that's completely off topic. Um, I'm going to do a full review review of Sex Life with College Girls on the website. I'm going to write up an article for you guys, do a blog post on that. But it's a really, I, I recommend it. It's a really good show. It takes a minute, and, and that's my critique on a lot of shows this that I've been watching. It takes a minute to get into them because a lot of them start off really slow. I think, in my opinion, I feel like the first episode started off slow. But again, intro episodes tend to be slow, in my opinion. So again, I guess because it was just an introduction to the show and the characters and everything like that. 
But as it goes on, it got progressively better. And like I said, I am, you know, now it just did its season finale and it's it's being picked up for a second season. I am willing to sit and watch a second season. So if I'm willing to give a show another season, that means that it did a decent enough decent enough job to you know pique my interest and hold me until a second season um so i would recommend it if you have some time again there it's it's an hbo max show similar to like a insecure in that it's short as fuck i don't think it's 10 episodes and i don't think they run past 30 minutes the first episode is like the longest episode it's like 58 minutes and then the rest of them are like 30 minutes maybe 40 minute episodes they're not long at all so it's an easy binge through like I literally binged it in a day anyway if you have some time I would say check it out also on HBO Max I checked out Harlem that's the show that is starring Megan Good and Boo Boo Kitty um and um I don't know the two other young ladies names and I should have did a better job and I also will be writing a review on this one as well but I'm also going to have their names in the next episode because I want to um, really represent these women because they did an amazing job um, in this show. I think um, showing the diversity of just the black, the black women crew, man. Like I, I am actually loving these girlfriend esque crews that are just like shows about women that are coming out like it's showing the diversity of black women and just how so many of us come together and we have these diverse little squads of different women and their squad is diverse as fuck like they have their tech genius beautiful amazing she's a black lesbian and she founded this amazing queer space app like that story in itself is so genuine and dope as fuck and like something I haven't seen on tv I'm like okay I fuck with it then you have Megan Good's character she is a um, anthropology professor who's going up for tenure at a prestigious you know university like you have Boo Boo Kitty's character she is and I wish I would stop calling her boo boo kitty but damn it that's what i remember her as from empire but um she is a she was in a job that she hated in finance and then she now has a business that she's running on her own her own fashion line um she took the risk to do that then you have the other young lady she was a she had got a record deal um and then she ended up losing her record deal and now you see her fighting back to try to become you know successful actress singer songwriter etc etc it's just like such a diverse group um of beautiful women it's a celebration in my opinion just of black women's friendships and i i'm i don't give a fuck i am here for that i love to see shows about black women as friends and the shit that we get into so I don't give a fuck if they do 50 million of them because people are comparing it to um, the show that comes on BET called 20s. And I'm just like, I don't give a fuck if 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 you, you can give me 20, 30 shows about black women being black women and I will watch them. Who cares? So <laughs> But yeah, I highly recommend it. Again, it's only like 10 episodes. 
They're not super long. Um, you get to see so many different, like I said, different stories that like, that you just, I don't know, that I feel like we we haven't seen in terms of um, just the characters in themselves. And um, some of the, the, the topics they touch on are really good. Obviously, they talk about uh, diversity politics. They talk about how a lot of time, you know, how when you're performing in the other Black folks, when y'all, you know what I'm saying? When you're all together and the other Black folks that you're with are just like, and, and a white person does some shit to offend you and everybody's like, well, just suck it up. And and they're like, it's okay, blah, 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 blah. And you just like, no, nah, fuck that. I don't want to suck it up. Sometimes I just want to tell a motherfucker off. Um, and and there's just so many topics that I liked in and that I fully support. And I just feel like, the show is getting a raw end of the deal because you have these hotep ass niggas who want to okay. get on there and start with a bullshit um, because all people have taken this one screenshot of Megan Good where she's like, it's a literally maybe a 10 second moment on the show where one of the dudes that Megan Good it is courting or, you know, decides, has a moment where she's like, fuck it, I'm just going to get my palate wet again and you know have a one night stand with this dude and he comes and he like puts his legs up because he wants her to eat his you know yeah uh, eat the ass and she was like and she goes and she's like nah nigga I'm not doing it and she boots his ass out like literally it's barely it's like a 10 second barely and it's not even important to the story at all honesty but that's the freeze frame clip. And you have these hotep niggas run. Oh, here you go again with them trying to emasculate the black man and blah, blah, blah. <sighs> like, the fuck, man? We can't have nothing. Y'all can't even sit down and watch a show. Y'all see a, literally a freeze frame from some shit and decide y'all want to throw some shit out. Well, I am here to defend the show. It was good. I enjoyed it. If you have the time or if you have Amazon Prime, if you have a prime account then you do have amazon prime i'm just letting y'all know some of y'all don't know that but if you have a prime account then you have amazon prime go check it out support it like i said i will watch 20 30 50 million shows about black women being black women so support 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 and that's all i got i gotta watch harlem i think you'll like it i think you will like it um like I said, just the the story alone, like I said, I've never, I've watched tons of these type of shows and I've never seen even them take like, to see a black woman tech genius, like there's a part, part in there where she's getting ready to, um, getting ready for her photo shoot for the cover of four, like shit like that. I want to see more shit like that, damn it. I don't care. Like, I love it. Um, and like I said, Megan Good's character being this young, beautiful, successful woman who's going after tenure at a university, like just, and she was a, she was a bomb ass teacher. Um, like I was looking at her, you know, listening to her lecture. I was like, okay, I see why her class was popular. This is a good anth- anthropology lecture. But then again, I liked anthropology in college too. So um, if they actually made some fucking money, I would have majored in anthropology because it's interesting as shit. But um, nonetheless, I think you'll like it. Okay. 
All right. Um, and that's all I got for new books and TV and all of that. I am going to now jump into the nerd moment of the week. And I'm going to talk about a couple of different things. So first, Spider-Man No Way Home is premiering December 17th. I am super excited for this movie. You guys know I have been waiting and waiting and waiting and waiting for this movie because this is, in all honesty, this is where we're really getting introduced to the multiverse within the MCU. Um, and you know how excited I am for that. Obviously, I think Doctor Strange 2 is going to be the big one, but this No Way Home movie looks really good. So I'm excited for it. I might actually even even go to the movie theater to see it which is it which is big for me because I haven't been to the movie theater in like two well since the pandemic has taken place but I'm considering actually going to the movie theater to see this um because I'm just excited for it. it's the first one in the MCU in a while that I've been excited to see so that's coming out on December 17th also the Peacemaker trailer has premiered um, on HBO Max. You guys know I'm not a huge fan of, um, I wasn't a huge fan of this new Suicide Squad um, because I'm not a huge fan of James Gunn. I think he's boring as a director. Um, but so many of you guys liked it. Um, and you guys, a lot of you are talking about this Peacemaker show. If you guys want me to watch it or review it, let me know, like drop me some comments or something. And I'll check it out. I'll give it a chance for you guys, but eh, I'm not super <laughs> stoked for it. Um, also on Amazon Prime, there's a show that's called The Wheel of Time. It's based on a book series, um, a really popular book series. I am going to, I haven't read the books or anything, so I'm going to go into the show just as the show. Um, so that's going to be that that's just my disclaimer I am also going to wait until all of the episodes have went in um on stuff like that I like to wait um until all of the episodes are done I don't like to like watch them weekly um I prefer to just wait until everything drops and so I'll watch the full season after it premieres and then I will give y'all my feedback on it just in case it sucks I'd rather just binge it all the way through than just wait um so I'll give you my feedback when all of the episodes have aired um, but I will check that one out. Titan season four um, will be begin filming in February of 2022. I'm also, I watched, as you guys know, Titan season three. I gave y'all like a small little review. I'm going to be putting a review as well of that show up on the website of season three, but I'm up uh, and let you guys know what I'm looking forward in season four, but they will begin uh, filming in February of 2022. Um, sad news, sad news in the MCU, Letitia Wright, you guys know she played, um, the Black Panther sister in Black Panther. It is reported, now it's rumored and reported that she is out in the MCU. There's been a lot of rumors around her, um, in terms of her character, Suri, in the MCU, um, because if you guys know in the Black Panther comics, she actually does take on the mantle of becoming the Black Panther. So a lot of, there was a lot of talk about if they were going to just, since Chadwick had passed away, we're just gonna hand her the mantle of becoming the Black Panther. But then we heard about her having the 
um, the injury on set. And so they happened to push Black Panther 2 back. Now, and we also knew how she is one of those anti-vax, how she's an anti-vaxxer, um, you know. And so we knew at, at some point some shit was going to come to, you know, to pass. Right now, it's just a rumor. Um, it has, but it was on a really, really, I will say legitimate site um, in terms of this rumor that the, that she is out on the out of, out of the MCU because she refuses to get vaccinated. I, I I'm willing to say that it, it probably is going to come to pass just because I just think that logistically it's going to have it's going to be hard to get her back into the United States because when she did get her injury on set she went back home to London and they aren't just they just aren't letting people back into the United States if you are unvaccinated um unless they obviously it's Disney so if they can finagle some way to swing around the rules maybe they can get her back in the country but I just don't see how if they everybody else that had to get vaccinated how they're going to be able to swing just bring her you know what I mean back in because she doesn't want to do it I don't know but they may pull it off they may just decide to push it back completely I people are saying they think they'll scrap Black Panther too I'll tell you now that's not going to happen they're not going to slap uh, uh, they're not going to scrap Black Panther 2. They've put too much into it. It's going to happen, but if she'll be a part of it, it's just a wait and see. We'll have to see um, if that rumor comes to pass or not, if it'll be confirmed. Um, but I will be sad to see her go because I think she did a really amazing job as Suri. Um, I'm sorry, Shuri in the movie. Um, I think she would have been, it would have been amazing to see her be handed the uh, the mantle if that was the route they decided to go. So it just sucks that um, that she decided to, hey, or, you know, if that, if that comes to pass, it'll suck. Um, and then lastly, we're going to go off Flash here in Flash News. Um, Rick Cosnett, who played Eddie Thon, he will be back for one episode, flashback episode. Robbie Amal also um, he will be back for two episodes. It hasn't been reported who he will be playing in those two episodes. So we'll just have to wait and see um, who he will be playing. If he will be reprising his old role or if he will be playing a new one, we don't know. Also, a young lady by na the name of Micah, she has been cast as a legion of superheroes um, known as Apparition. She will be coming sometime in the you know, within the Flash season. I don't know when she's set to premiere or anything like that, but she has been cast. So we will be seeing her join um, the, the Arrowverse universe. Also, as you guys know, Flash Armageddon is taking place. We just watched episode four. Armageddon has turned out to be really, really a good um, first five episodes for the Flash. Obviously, we can't, we've been coming off of a couple of dismal seasons of The Flash. There's been some really questions about writing and everything like that. But these first four episodes have been really good. Obviously, um, spoiler alert, um, we find out that really the whole Armageddon was just kind of like a, um, almost like a trick in a way that they were playing on us of, oh, Barry was causing Armageddon when it turns out that it really was a story about the reverse flash and him creating a reverse flash point. So 
nonetheless, it's been really good. Some really good storytelling. One of my favorite moments was finally seeing Iris West Allen's character interacting with another Black woman and them having this incredible bond and friendship and actually just seeing her have a female friendship, period, has been amazing. So loved it. I want to see some more of it. I hope that they bring the character of Batwoman back so that we can see some more of that that sisterly love going on there because I loved it. But yeah, so that is the nerd moment for this week. Anything else on your end, Fallon Deanne? Nothing else for me. Wonderful. Well, then again, we want to thank you guys so much for listening and tuning in. I know I've been seeing those numbers going up steadily, more downloads coming in. Um, Thank you guys so much for supporting us. We appreciate it. We're trying to get our our stuff together. Um, We want to try to get you guys some video content, um, get the blog stuff up, drive some more um, you guys to the website, some merch, everything. We want more things coming in 2022. We working, y'all. We working. We promise. Um, So thank you guys so much for the support and have a good night. Good night.